Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Hello, my name is Luke Condor with a K uh, from the Other Stories. I'm joined by a certain Mr. Deacon Stuart Turner. Hello, Luke. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. So with the the craziness of October over, um, we can finally sort of take a breath and sort of catch up on what the hell has happened. Uh, I thought it would be a good chance to sort of catch up with you and talk about The Nest, if that's all right with you. Of course, of course. Okay, so The Nest, four writers, four narrators, and then some buffoon called Luke jumping in the end there <laughs> one incredibly overworked audio editor music and art and everything all over with maybe the biggest collaboration we've ever done um so andy you were one of the writers showrunner sort of uh getting involved on in that side of it as well how do you feel was it worth it um it was great i am so pleased with with how it came out all the narrators and 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 carl and working with the writers everyone having seen our group chats has been very inspiring to see everyone really pulling together people putting in time uh, wherever they are in the world all kinds of hours um you know to look at things check things several times little notes here and there yeah it's been phenomenal effort but it's been so worth it listening back to it and seeing the response as well has been super positive yeah i got an email this morning from uh one of our patrons david tolbert a random email out of nowhere he said the nest was amazing loved every minute of it it was fantastic keep them coming best podcast out there um thanks david for, for emailing that so i mean like the response has been kind of really lovely um and it feels like it's almost like a present to our listeners more than like a, an outreach to new listeners it feels like a a gift of effort to 
our regular fans. Yeah, I would uh, I would attest to that as well. I think it's been it's been really nice to do it as well. It's um, whatever hard work it's been. Uh, I, I'm glad people seem to be enjoying it and i know i see in the facebook group and you know occasional reviews and i look on there as well how much people seem to enjoy the stories and i'm, I'm loving that people are, are saying it's some of the some of the best work we've done for a while i would certainly like to do more stuff like this yeah maybe we look at doing like a, a sequel or something would you do a sequel next year or, or something different um i would be happy with either i think with sequels i'm always cautious of you want it to be worth doing a sequel rather than, um, you know, just something that never quite meets up to the original. I think if the story framework was there, where if there was somewhere we could take the either the characters or the location or even the monster, then I would um, then I would certainly entertain the idea of a sequel. But um, otherwise, I'd be happy to do something with a similar structure, but an entirely new story as well. I think um, there's a lot of merits to both. Uh, I mean, so the nest is sort of very heavily inspired by eighties uh, pop culture and horror culture. Uh, were there sort of any key inspirations for you guys going into the writing? I think it depends. I think all of the guys are going to have different inspirations. I think we were very mindful of how popular shows like Stranger Things are right now. Um, whether that was an inspiration for what we did or something we wanted to make sure we didn't fall down the exact same lines and tropes of um, will be down to the individual. I was aware of them really going back a little bit further. I wanted to have the sense of adventure and the kind of mismatch group that you would see from things I had growing up, like the Monster Squad, like the Goonies, like that. Those type of those type of little horror and adventure outings uh, are really what inspired me. Certainly with the dynamics between the characters. Um, and I really wanted us to have characters that wouldn't necessarily all fit together, that had something different about each of them. Really, so there's, uh, I think we had a conversation in a Facebook group where where our different listeners might see themselves in different ones of the characters as we as we brought it up there. Yeah, I mean, so I've, I've kind of watched the production of this mostly sort of from the sidelines. It just felt like you guys were, um, I mean, when did we first start? talking about this it was, about, it was quite a while ago right yeah i would go for it being as early as like early summer maybe it, yeah. it first came up i'm not sure it was ben or john that mentioned it first but um basically it, it kind of ballooned from a really early suggestion of hey halloween's always a big time for us um you probably remember better than i do that we did we did something last halloween right was it just that we did more episodes or pushed out some class like some of the classics and highest rated ones what did we do last year uh so it was a week of um like a halloween we every every day of the week we had like a, a classic episode and then we ended the week with like uh, on halloween with uh, a special episode from keelan patrick burke um so, but this year it, it felt like we needed to sort of do something bigger in a way yeah, and it was I think I think mission accomplished. It was a it was certainly an achievement to see a, a fresh episode coming out every every day of the week. But yeah, that's where it all started. One of the guys mentioned, "Hey, Halloween's coming up. It's one of our big events of the year. So can we write something special and maybe team up to um, collaborate on a story a little bit more directly? Because of course, regular episodes we have a little bit of crossover, right? But primarily, it's um, 
one writer, one narrator, um, and of course Carl ever present in um, pulling all the all the audio together. But it was really nice and rewarding to actually have us all working together on on a shared goal, and it was like a super collaborative project. So um, I know that I'm sure the guys will correct me if I'm uh, misplacing any any credit here, but. As far as I recall, Ben was the one that came up with um, kind of the overarching concept of what he wanted to put together, and I think Ben had the vision of the of the monster that's behind behind the nest as well. And then we started talking visuals all together, and then John went away and had um, did some work on the characters. Um, kind of a little character bible came together, and then the story beats of the main events of each one of the chapters, and then. The four of us kind of all put our hands up and said which which character we wanted. I think it's everyone was very polite and every, I don't think there's a single offer that went out there of, oh, I'd like to take this character, unless anyone else wants it, of course, because then I will fall on my sword and you can you can take it. But we got those characters shared out and then we put them together. Um, we each wrote that chapter um, independently at first and then we shared it with each other so we could have a note and understand where the crossover was going to was going to come in so where one character featured another we all had a lot of input with each other on what that character would sound like and how they might react and then we came to the finale right which was a a new writing challenge in itself which we spent a bit of time talking about how we would tackle yeah i think listening back um there's a there's a kind of a the way it, it keeps switching between perspectives in the final episode and it sort of ramps up and you're getting a, a, a new narrator every, I don't know, three or four minutes and it, it gets faster and faster. That's, that was quite... It felt like the product of a hive mind coming into like perfect synchronisation towards that end point. It just... I don't know. It was really lovely to hear. Yeah, I, I'm, glad it, I'm glad it came off that way. It's certainly what we were intending to do. Um, it was a bit of a challenge when we started because at first we... we had a discussion about how we would tackle the finale and John did some fantastic work again really beating out what what he thought the story might look like towards the end as we escalated towards the end and then we kind of took a pause and thought right how are we going to how are we going to tackle this and approach it in the first place and our first thought was do we each stick with the character we wrote originally um and put that together but of course then you're, you're quite challenged in that you're having little blocks especially switching between perspectives i believe the original the original story beat kind of switched perspective a lot more than what finally came out it would have been i think about 30 small sections but then each writer has sections of um you know one 200 words almost to try and try and put that down which is going to be a challenge so in the end, we got together and um, decided that one of us would would go through and write the finale um, in its entirety, kind of using everyone's input and story beats and and what they had set up in their chapters. And then the other guys would would work through it, and we would kind of work to sand those edges together where the joins were to make sure that we were all happy with what what how it finally came out and. Um, Luckily, everyone was happy with how it all came out, so we were able to put that together. And I would hope that everyone's characters that they sort of established in their chapters kind of felt consistent and carried on through to the end in that finale, and they were they were true to how the the original writer of said character had um, 
had voiced them in the beginning. It's certainly something I was conscious of looking at that finale. Um, so it's also it's kind of amazing when so uh, five months ago we started coming up with the ideas for this, and then slowly I saw the stories being written, and then the artwork, and then Ben's design on the artwork, and then the music came. It just seemed to really gel. It, well, it seems to come together quicker and quicker, and it was really nice to see. I don't know something happening from nothing, if that makes sense. Something intangible becoming tangible. It was kind of like magic. Yeah, it was. And I think for me, it became real when we, I think there's a couple of key moments. I think when we first started talking about the the, the monster, the harpy that appears in the in the story, um, again, some descriptions and then it turning from that into some some pictures that we that we sent around each other. I remember Ben pulled out some you know some old like some some of like the illustrated classics pictures like you know might see from like a jason and the argonauts or or the odyssey or something of of the creature from some original texts um i pulled out a picture of um oh what's the actor's name who is in beetlejuice not gina davis but the guy is alec baldwin yeah he looks completely different Alec, alec baldwin's face where he stretches his nose out when they're getting ready to prepare the family that was a. I posted that in the group as a as a picture of like the the kind of the beak face of there as well, and then for it to disappear, and then Luke Spooner turns these things around incredibly quickly. Right, we spoke about it one evening, and then I think the next day Ben had posted some original um, concept art from Luke in the group. There, I think that was a key moment for me of it becoming a real thing, and then I think the next part was after we'd done all that writing and seeing those letters on a page turn into when I heard the first previews of the audio. So when um, I think Persephone was was issue one, when we first heard that um, that first preview, even more so when Carl had put his, you know, his sound magic on there of the sound effects and the background stuff and some of the stuff he does with the music as well and just the balance of those things fading in and out as the tension begins to rise um it was great hearing that through i think it's some of carl's best work as well that uh he just seems to have really found a groove of this 80s uh 80s inspired stuff yeah absolutely i think he's really he's really gone for it and i think the i think that's also testament to how long he's been thinking about that and the stories as well like literally when we were talking about um in in chapter three i guess when Isabel goes up to her room the number of suggestions he had for what type of music is she going to be into so what's that going to be in there what's the overall theming going to be of all those pieces um it was great to hear him talk about it and then seeing that come to fruition when you actually heard it on the back of the track um it, it was really nice to hear and I think even for for me listening back to a chapter I wrote I know what you know what what was written down and what's going to be said the fact it could still surprise me um when i'm hearing the the soundscaping and how um jasmine had, had delivered some of those lines as well combined with that music was was great to hear yeah yeah uh so just some wanted to give a shout out to some of the people in the facebook group who've been talking about it uh maggie suarez said of course on the day i finished the nest it's super windy in my neighborhood she wrote unhappy uh, on halloween uh, Megan Need wrote, I was listening to the nest last night as I backed, oh, baked and decorated school cakes for work. The wind outside, along with something like sticks, occasionally hitting the roof, was an extra spooky touch. We didn't 
planned the sticks to land on your roof, but I'm glad they did. Um, and Tanner Shaw, who's sort of um, always getting involved in the Facebook group. Uh, nice to hear from you, Tanner. Uh, I am loving the nest so far. The creature's cries are really neat. Love the glitch sounds in it. Again, so some of Carl's work. Uh, and I think I have an idea of what it looks like, at least in my mind. Still, I'm hanging on a cliff waiting for the next episode, which was part of the design to have these little cliffhangers pulling people through from episode one right to the end. Uh, so just a quick shout out to those guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so it's all done. How, I mean, how do you feel? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm really pleased with with how it's come out. I'm happy that we've we've put something together and it's a nice little package and people seem to have enjoyed it you know there's a little sadness there as well now we've now we've done it there is kind of a a sadness that it's gone and we've left those characters behind at least for now um that that we're not writing more chapters and we're not straight into production on the next but um it's been a great experience i will certainly be putting my hand up for um doing something similar with the guys um in the future because let's face it as well as it being a fun project all of them are an absolute delight to work with as well so um yeah and it's great to have that those creative discussions as well everyone is so positive when they're you know they're bouncing ideas around or even if there's something that they would like to change in a story or feel might works better in, in a different way um I think we have a very nice group to work with in terms of everything always being very, very positive and constructive. Cool. Lovely. Uh, okay, Matt, I mean, is there any sort of final words you want to tell people about? Um, anyway, you want to send them or anything like that? Um, I guess for me, if you enjoyed The Nest and you're also into comics, um, if you're around at what will be this weekend in the UK in in the sort of north 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 of the country i will be in harrogate at thought bubble um which is uh, one of the largest comic conventions of the year one of the comic conventions that is mostly focused on comics as well i will be there um thanks to luke's organization um i will have a few copies of the of the nest physical copies of the paperback that you'll be able to take take home for yourself if you want a, a physical copy of the story itself along with some comics that i will be working on um with one of my other creative teams i work with so horde comics as well so we have our horror anthology there we have issue one of the revenant which is a supernatural crime thriller hopefully issue two but uh, we may be pushing it for the print deadline on that one if that isn't available there it will be available online shortly afterwards but yeah if you enjoy horror um you know we are just one of what will be hundreds and thousands of incredible comic producers over there as well so any interest in that type of stuff i would recommend getting over there but otherwise you can catch us all online you will no doubt see me back on the other stories very soon as well and back to regular programming for next week is it luke that's right yes next week we're going to go back to uh the regular uh themes we've got beyond death and then masks and then haunted art coming up so it should be fun uh but yeah if you enjoyed the show uh, if you enjoyed the nest you can go and get a signed copy from Andy personally uh, Thought Bubble uh, the, they are available on Amazon now um, so you can just grab a standard non-signed copy from there or you can get an ebook uh, by becoming a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and that helps us to sort of keep the show going and keep doing cool things like The Nest so hopefully see you on there but yeah man uh, thanks again for doing it thanks for for getting involved and doing your thing no no thanks for having us and thanks for that uh 
Epilogue week. If there is a uh, if there is a follow up, are you gonna you gonna play a, an aged up Frank next time? Yeah, I think that's the way most films are going now. They, they sort of take place twenty years later, so maybe I could play the adult Frank, who's I don't know, <laughs> who is marrying, who's who's going out with this harpy girl. I don't know who's go- who knows, mate. Who knows? You write it, I'll do it. No, uh, no spoilers. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I shall look forward to working on that with you, then, Luke. Cool. All right, guys, take care. Bye.